Welcome to the Broken Sun. As you step onto the flat floor of this wide open space, all the lights come on and there is a big sign across the back of the room and a number of people come out and they all shout, surprise, happy birthday. (laughs) Your characters have just turned 20 years old. People start coming in and presenting you with various gifts. This came from the surface. I smuggled it out of human resources or... I stole this from the collection of somebody in the core. And it's things that you would recognize, things that come from your past, from your culture, from your people. How are Maeve and Emran handling the surprise? I think Maeve is having a similar reaction. I think she's being, you know, as as polite as she can be uh, when people go up to her. But I think she's still like, like the birthday hadn't even crossed her mind. And she feels so much older than 20 at this point. (laughs) How many lifetimes does Maeve have stashed away now? Uh, How do you measure bug years? To anyone that knows him, it's obvious that Emran is nonplussed. Amanda Kai comes over and says, Now I know this isn't your scene, but it is a pit stop on the way to something I think you'll find a little bit more interesting. Keva, with a mouthful of cheese, is like, what? And she gestures and the drone set down the box, which she opens up. And there is an elaborate cake in there that is done up in tiers to look like your hometown. And the center layer of it isn't cake at all. In fact, the center layer of it is a uh, series of devices that you will probably recognize as high-powered explosives. Wow, a cake and presents all at once? I hope someone wasn't trying to knock us off. She chuckles. Not you. But we do have a unique opportunity here today. Now, I know that this party is, shall we say, a little clumsy. They're trying their best, but they can't really understand what they're doing. I'm trying to appreciate the effort, but it is not my scene much either. She smiles. But this, well, we've discovered something pretty interesting that we can do with these around here. Interested? Do they blow up in a bunch of different colors? They do. Ooh, that's fun. Now this part, she unfurls from the bottom of the cake box. There's a the banner with your symbol printed on it. And she says, we can do this in a way that will draw attention to who we are, or we can do it in a way that won't. That will be entirely up to you when the time comes. There is a risk that what we're doing will cause some collateral damage, but I think it will be a powerful blow in terms of our morale. I'm giving you time to respond or say something. (laughs) Where are we doing this? What's our target? Oh, uh, so you're asking about the target? Yeah. Okay. Mandakai says, we can't really get access to any of the big infrastructure right now, but there's a statue, a very large statue. And she holds up a picture of this man. And in the picture, you can see a statue of Sun Minister de Winton, the former head of the Church of Gov. As it turns out, he wasn't one of us to begin with. What? Quote unquote, Sun Minister de Winton is a station native. He came down to the surface and has been living there ever since, growing wrinklier and wrinklier. 
hopping bodies to implement and oversee his plan. You think you might want to blow up that statue? More than just a little. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, oh, oh, do we have a lot of red paint too? She smiles. I don't have any paint on me, but I'll see what I can find on the way. Okay, that sounds good. Once you've had your fill, we can disperse. We don't have much time to party before we are noticed here gathering. But uh, make sure to follow along when you're ready. She's put on a bit more of a sassy voice than usual to go with her outfit. (laughs) (laughs) But she slips away over to stand at a back door that's in this area. There's music playing. The people there are milling about, some awkwardly, some oblivious to the vibe. Uh, Do you extricate yourselves from the party? quickly or slowly and how do you do so emran sees his out and it's just like yep i'm done keva requests the cha-cha slide so that everyone will be dancing and they can leave <laughs> uh, they all start shuffling back and forth on their various collections of limbs chains sees you making your way to the back and he just gives you a nod you get the impression he knows what's up Solomon always knows what's up. I'll try to find a plate or a tray and pie those high as I can with whatever chocolate is available and leave with it. <laughs> Puts it in a bag. and There's some There's some pretty good chocolate there. Oh, Keva probably does, probably does the same with cheese. <laughs> it's a good thing you're wearing a wrap. Lots of ways to transport the cheese in there. You can make a little pocket for or, it. Or whatever this is. I'm drawing. Maybe there's a satchel. Who knows? Great. Totally at the party. We're just a bunch of folk with satchels. Do we have a satchel folk with like a cheesemonger satchel folk yet? Why is that not a thing? Oh my gosh, you're right. I'm sure it's on the way now. Yeah, I, I just need to finish this picture. His name is Gudavor. <laughs> oh, yes. he's a he's a Gouda boy. Yes, Gouda boy. Any relation to gum boy? <laughs> well, you know how like there's all those Pikachu s clones in Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's like. Gumboy esque. There's a few Gumboy esque clones and satchel folks. So you've got Buddha Boy. Yeah. Does Gumboy evolve into like Gumbro? I think we established. Or devolve? <laughs> no, he uh, he devolves into. Uh, yeah. I feel like Gumboy is the Eevee. Like if. <laughs> My favorite Gumboy devolution is um, from Gumboy into Hardtack. <laughs> I feel like it's the Eevee. Like if they eat different things, like if they have some cheese, they're gonna be Gouda boy. Oh, okay, that's a possibility. All right, so you all extricate yourselves from the kind of awkward party at this point. I think as you are leaving, some of the people there are starting to like whisper to each other, and they're like, "I think this was kind of in bad taste." <laughs> things like that. <laughs> <laughs> some of them are. <laughs> That's, that's the last thing we hear before we close the door. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a bad idea. Maybe we should maybe we should not next time. Uh, okay, so you make your way through this tunnel down here. It looks like it's a maintenance tunnel leading from yes, I know leading from echo. whatever this place was supposed to be down towards you know the underground maintenance areas. You can see that there are some hallways leading off. Some have been sealed away and things like that. But yeah, these tunnels might be more useful in the future. But for now, it's just a way to get from here to where you can access this statue. And Nandukai is sort of walking in front of you. And what's the what's the mood like here in the tunnels? I'm tense as hell. Maybe it's pretty stoked to blow up colonizer statues. I mean, Keva, I think out of the three, I think Keva appreciated the gesture the most. So she's in a 
better mood. Like she's like, it wasn't an attempt to kill us. It was actually a a nice idea, even if not, you know. The bar is subterranean. <laughs> <laughs> the bar is in the underdark. It is bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I imagine, for some reason, I imagine that Kevin took one of the balloons and for some reason has decided to inhale the helium. Sure. <laughs> Just like walk along. I I don't have any helium nearby, so I would have if you guys wanted me to try that, I I would try, but it'd be hard. We can use our imagination. What do you mean you don't have helium nearby? <laughs> Not like helium is in short supply or anything. Mm. How dare. Yeah, come on, don't be weird about it. <laughs> you come to a junction in the tunnels and Mandikai looks down at the map that she's been following. So you reach a junction uh of these hallways and it's like leading off in five different directions. And Mandikai looks down and consults her map. She says, I think it's... Ah, there we go. And she sets off towards the second hallway on the left and says, we should be reaching the stairs soon. Now, there may be guards, but I'm sure you're prepared for that. And there's a door up at the top. And uh, yeah, do you want to just go through the door or do you want to look check first? I think one of you should go first. That was my attempt. <laughs> I will go first because that's what I do. Okay. Uh, You push through the door and you are back up in the night air. There is in front of you a statue that you can indeed see. It's recognizable as Sun Minister De Winton in the face, but looks much younger. And the statue is him and he's holding a model of the sun, the battle station, in his left hand. And in his right hand, he's holding a model of the habitat, and he's wearing a military uniform. The statue is, uh, it's on a pedestal. The pedestal has plaques and stuff around it. There's lights pointed towards it. There doesn't seem to be anywhere anyone around here right now, because they're all at the parade in the center of town. Uh, the statue is, how tall is it? I need to check in the measurements that my lovely players will understand best. <laughs> It's 0.12 hexameters. <laughs> the statue looks to be about 20 feet tall. Okay. I mean, we gotta be straight and say that the station peep, this battle station, sun station peeps would use feet. Oh yeah, they would. Because they are cursed. You're cursed. Mm. Between you and the statue, there's like an open plaza. There's lights, there's pathways, grass, some of those trees, some of which are real, some of which aren't. You hear a bird cheeping. No, not a bird, an owl, which is a type of bird, but one that you yeah. would see at night. <laughs> yeah, Matt, you're right. It, that's definitely something yeah, a yeah. human would say. Mm-hmm. Hello, fellow humans. <laughs> yes, hello, it is me. Yeah, I hear like that <laughs> of an owl in a tree somewhere. Well, let's get to stepping. You head out into the night from this uh, maintenance shed it looks like you're emerging from. This is some type of park, and you make your way through the park. And let's just do a quick fortune roll to see how that goes. I'll roll using your tier. Looking for a success there. Six, 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 five. five. Okay. Okay. As you make your way over, you see that there is a flashlight. And the flashlight is playing over the ground. And you hear somebody whistling, you know, a tune in the darkness attached presumably to this flashlight and they're just going like and so on just whistling the same tune yeah. over and over again i i think you whistled but that wasn't on well they're whistling it was a horrible empty whistle 
I don't think, I don't know if the microphone is going to pick it up. Mm. Nope. It doesn't do whistles. Way, way too high. Yeah. No whistling wizards. Eh. You think microphones are immune to whistling? <gasps> oh my God. I can't test this out. I don't know how Neither. to Neither. I can't whistle. <laughs> well, look, I can whistle two notes at the same time. Wow. Here, let me, let me. No, that came through. Yeah. It sounded like R2. <laughs> It's not that kind of whistle, though. It's just someone whistling a tune over and over again, the same couple of bars of the tune. No, why would you do that? <laughs> they don't appear to have noticed you yet, but the flashlight is swinging around back and forth, back and forth. I'll deal with that. How do you deal with that? Emran walks towards the flashlight. Okay. Are you attempting to conceal yourself or just walking over there? Plainly walking over there. Okay. The flashlight pauses as it touches on the toes of your... What kind of shoes or boots does Emran have with his outfit? Like vegan faux leather boots. Okay. Yeah, this flashlight plays over the toe of your boot and then up your tan chinos to the patterned sunset shirt with the suspenders and then up towards your face. And the person says, uh, what are you doing here? Could you help me find my ID? person uh, squints. They're wearing a security uniform. It's like a gray jumpsuit. It's got the logo of a private security company on it. Thetacom. It's got a Thetacom logo on it. Oh, I don't like these guys. Yeah. And they've got like a, a hat with a brim. What's that type of hat? That It's like a baseball cap, but it's flat on top. Oh. Like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a military cap. That's like a NART cap. Yeah, NART cap. Absolutely. That's the terminology. Okay. It's a NART cap, which also has the symbol on it. The first thing that popped in my head was the guy from Half-Life VR. Do you have your passport? (laughs) Yeah. Gordon Freeman. Hello, Gordon. So the symbol that they have there is the Greek symbol for theta, which is like a zero with a horizontal line through the middle. And uh, it's got like brackets around it as if there was sound coming out of it. So it looks like it's got like a ringer. Sim- you know how there's like those brackets that increase in size from small to large in a triangular shape, but they're curved? Yeah. There's a couple of those to make it look like it's ringing or something like that. That's the Thetacom symbol. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's got that on the hat and on the chest of his uniform. He's holding a flashlight and you see attached to the flashlight is a gun, which he is holding also. And he says, oh, your ID. You know, normally you would just keep it on your on your scrib. And he reaches into his pocket and pulls out his his PDA device, which I guess is called a scrib, and says, "Yeah, you know, you keep everything in there. It syncs with your implants, and you know this." No, right? Yeah, that I know. It's what I'm looking for. I just can't find it. Ah, have you, have you checked your pocket? Emran like goes through his pockets. <sighs> this person has a humanoid robot body. It's not there. Oh well. I guess you should probably go home then. Can you help me? I mean, I've, I've got to patrol the, the statue. Not that anyone would ever do anything to a statue of De Winton. I mean, come on. No, of course not. I just Can you just direct me to the main thoroughfare? I'm sort of disoriented. Oh, sure. Uh, he turns around and starts to point towards the exit from the park. I gave him a tactical hug. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Do you want to roll for that? or No, I just want yeah. it to happen. Okay. Well, you give him a tactical hug. Let's do a roll to see how how smoothly this goes. What are you thinking in terms of actions here? I'm thinking it's a scrap. Sure. You're in a controlled position. They do not suspect that you are about to attack them. And this will be standard effect. I'm just looking at my stuff. 
Your strength and ferocity are infamous. When striking a melee, you gain plus one die. Whenever you spend a gambit in combat, you also get a plus one effect. Can I spend a gambit, everybody? Are we fine with that? Do you so think you need great that? effects to deal with a security guard? You tell me, man. <laughs> I mean, if you want great effect, sure. Maybe something extra will happen, but I don't think you need more than standard effect to deal with a single security guard. I'm going to roll four ones, though. <laughs> four just... ones on great effect isn't much better than four ones on standard effect. No, but it, w- it will be even funnier if I pump as much as I possibly can into this roll. Your choice. You have two gambits. Y'all remember the scene in Spaceballs where Lone Star like, is trying to do a Vulcan neck pinch, and then the guy's like, no, no, you gotta do it higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I imagined here. Okay. So you're spending a gambit to increase your effect to great? No, nah, I was just messing around. I'll do, I have four dice. I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> I believe. Still only got a five, but here we are. Yeah, five is good. Okay, so you give this guard a tactical hug, and, I mean, how far does Emran take it with this uh, robot body? He is fully dead. Okay, so you you crush it against your, you know, bulging pecs and washboard abs, I assume, (laughs) until it is no more, uh, his body. (laughs) By tactical hug, I meant meant like a chokehold, but yeah. No, you I just a hug. Bear. I am going to assume it's a hug. No, I bear hug him to death. I call that the Iron Maiden. I'm flattered you're using my signature move. <laughs> Anything for you, Velvet. You know, the metal makes high-pitched screeching sounds as it is slowly crushed. And the guy's saying, hey, what? what? And their voice cuts off as the uh, control systems are severed. So this guard is taken care of. And I think their gun falls to the ground and discharges, which puts you into a risky position. You have one chambered. What an asshole. Thetacom. Yeah. All right. Well, now Emran has a gun. Okay. So we got our <laughs> birthday murder out of the way. <laughs> the traditional birthday murder. I've done it for 17 years. So there's a, a loud gunshot that goes off as the gun hits the ground. So that puts you into a risky position as it may draw attention to you. But the way to the statue plinth is now clear. Put in a little clock for the statue here. Okay, so one idea I have is that we take red blood and make it look like he's bleeding from his eyes. Aaron dusts his hands off as he walks out of the, like, the, like the little shrubberies from the park. Like, or hear me out. We make it so that this was never here. Oh, I was thinking like the rubble, but okay. Oh, you want to like take the head off? Yeah, I did. We could we could take the head. I'm fine with that, yeah. I wanted to take the head, but I figured it wasn't going to be too feasible. Like, I thought we would like chop the head off and blow the body up. Hear me out, though. What if we we didn't do that and we just blew this up and the park burned down and we left? No trophy this time. I have a gun. I can give you this gun if you want something to take with you. Oh, I, I don't I don't want it. You can give it to Maeve. Maeve, do you want the gun? Sure. I'll take the gun. Okay. Yeah, Maeve, here's a gun. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Mandakai murmurs, happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to pat you on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. It's the best birthday so far. Not a bad birthday so far. We have had worse birthdays. Yeah, we definitely have. There was the one time that, yeah. Yeah, Emran just waves his hand in front of his face. That was... Heavily channeling Toph. <laughs> <laughs> Toph is bay. Can I study the statue to see like what placement of explosives would make it like below the most? Sure. Risky standard effect on that one. Ooh. Hey, this is where we thrive. This is where we go. Looky what... Oh, gosh. I just had an amazing idea. Gosh darn it. All right. The three. 
<laughs> yeah, it's, you're all the three there. The guard starts screaming because he's not dead. <laughs> no, that's, uh, I don't want to go that way. That dark. Okay, so this is a risky consequence. In studying the statue, you notice that there is a shimmering field around it. There is some type of force field that surrounds this statue, which is why there's no pigeon poop on it. It's a very clean statue because there's some type of electrostatic field around it that you've seen. That's the colonizer thing to do. Amron throws a blade of grass at the statue. It sizzles and falls right. to the ground. Okay. I have an idea. I might be able to short. Oh, okay. Oh, I was I was thinking that we could use my hair to put it up there, but, you know. See, I'm worried that's going to fry your brain. Yeah, that's a possibility. Whereas, like, at least once in the past, I've been able to do a dousing rod type thing with the electricity when we were fighting the space squid. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen if I try to short it, but I could try. And Akaya says, I'm going to go keep watch at the edge of the park. I'm worried that that gunshot might have attracted attention. Thank you, Mendica. He tosses you a little mock salute and glides off with the drones carrying her train. I'm getting such weird vibes from her today. Yeah, I thought that like someone had put a controller thing in her brain earlier, so I was getting worried. I think it's probably the, the wanton violence I'm engaging in. No, she loves that. Other There's other times Mandica, to think about <laughs> Mandakai just wants to party and fight. <laughs> and like Emrin is very confused. He's like, all right, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch the statue with my mind. Okay, so you want to what attune towards the field of the statue? That's my hope. Okay, so you're still in a risky position. I think because uh, you don't know necessarily where the physical source of the barrier is, it'll be limited effect. I will now burn a gambit for standard. Okay, you can also. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. A4. A4, okay. So what, what are you physically doing here? Uh, Emran is reaching out to be like as dangerously close as he can without fully coming into contact with it, trying to look for holes in the field and or probably or uh, shortening it, shorting it like temporarily. Okay. Or if all the, the information that he gleans is where the source is, he'd also be happy with that. Okay. I'm going to tick this twice on the statue clock there. Uh, so you determine, uh, I'm going to have, I'm going to go with lesser effect here. You do determine where the physical source of the field is coming from. There are little projectors built into the plinth of the statue. So it's coming from these little projectors all around the plinth. I don't know if we, you wouldn't have happened to brought tools with you, huh? I'll just smash them with my hair. I mean, maybe there's a little intelligence in there that you can talk to. Oh, I was I was just thinking, like, using my hair as a big hammer, it says, like, gesturing. Is this where you whip your hair back and forth? <laughs> uh, I'm never going to be able to get rid of that one, huh? It's good. So, I guess Keva is going to smash. Okay. What action do you think this is? I just think this is a scrap, because it's just a big smash of the things. Just destroy them. Makes sense to me. So you're in a risky position. I think this will be standard effect. Let me get under from all the apps of strong, beautiful women I'm using as a reference for this drawing. <laughs> that risky standard life. Oh, it was a four. Four. Okay. Lots of fours today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you are destroying the statues, field projectors there. And 
as you are doing so, there is a complication or consequence. What should we go with here? Mm, okay. I think there is feedback as you are uh, slashing at these projectors. There's like electrical current. The electrostatic current attempts to transfer from the field into you up through your hair, which is conducting it to an extent, uh, which would be the level two harm uh, zapped. I would like to resist on your behalf if you're okay with that, Keekers. Oh, oh, sure. What, is this, what does this look like? I think for whatever reason, because Emran was attuned to the field, he realizes there's going to be uh, some feedback and like snatches uh, Keva out of the way and just turns his back to the zap. Okay, let's do it. This will be a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prowess. This will be a prowess resistance roll. Because I'm a bodyguard, I resist with plus one die. You sure do. Okay. You take no stress. You roll the six in there. So yeah, the electricity sort of zaps you in the back, but your your SGM shield just absorbs it and dissipates it. It crackles and dies. Okay. You have got the field out of the way. Now all that's left is planting those explosives. Who wants to do the honors or are you all doing it together? Friendship. Yeah, friendship. Yeah, decorate the Christmas tree together like a family. We're family. Deck the halls with, with bows of C for explosives. Keva <laughs> <laughs> wants to use extendo hair to get the very top. Mm-hmm. Form of extendo hair. <laughs> this seems like it's probably rig, unless you have another pitch. Oh, I'll, I'll lead a rig. Remember, you don't have to have the best skill in something to lead. Anyone can lead. Yeah. I have, like, no stress if anybody wants to not take it. I mean, hey, if you if you want to take the zappies. Sure. I mean, Maeve is good at delegating. Mm. That, that mm-hmm. is true. Sort of yeah, the brains and the brawn. <laughs> I got no stress. Okay. So, yeah, you're still in a risky position. I think this will be a great effect uh, because you, you know, you were studying it before as this was happening. Okay, so I got a three. Yep, that's one stress for Maeve. It's a six. Oh, I'm got a six. Very good. Can I use my? I'm not. I'm a doctor, not a parole doctor, instead of my non-existent rig. And you can. The group action has already succeeded. So the only question is if you want to risk taking one additional stress or not. Nah, I'll do it. I haven't used my special yet. Okay. I think it takes you. It costs you more stress than you would take to use. I'm a doctor. Oh, so yeah, you'd push yourself for yeah. two instead of just risking the one, and you might not I even keep take forgetting. that. Yeah, uh, scratch that. I keep forgetting that I have to pay stress to use that. Uh, so that's still risk standard. Uh, risky great. Oh, risky great. That's us. Oh, we rolled a six. We got a gambit. You do. Yay. Okay. Look at those double so, threes. Yeah. That makes a six, Matt. You take a, a total of six, but the three of you working together are able to put these uh, detonators where you need them on the statue, where you find the best spots are to maximize the obliterative power of the explosives. You know, I think uh, Emran is doing a lot of heavy lifting here, perhaps literally like picking people up or <laughs> maybe you're climbing and you slip and Emran catches and so on. Yeah. Where do you place the last one and where and how? On the, on the sun. Face. Oh, yeah, that's good too. Got one on the sun, one on the face. All right. A big old boom to the snoot. <laughs> Yeah. It's not as nice as a boob to the snoot. This is the opposite. Yeah. Certainly not. Okay. It's all set. It's ready for you to go. You might want to withdraw to a safe distance. Or not. You know, I'm not your dad. <laughs> if you want to blow up. Wait. Like, wait. You know, wait. <laughs> wait. Aren't you technically the dad? I mean, I'm a dad. I know. Where but... is this going? What is this course of logic? <laughs> this course of logic is that Matt is the dad of stories of a broken son. 
Matt is a son dad. Son dad. Mm-hmm. You are a son, son who became a dad and also the dad of a son. Two. Mm. Ostensibly. Exactly. Okay. We don't know. So what's the uh, what's the scene like as you are withdrawing to a safe distance? Cool queers don't look at explosions. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I want that on a shirt, Mike. Mm. On it. So you go to walk away from the statue and Mandukai comes to join you, but stands off to the side so that you can have your moment here. And so you've got a detonator. How are you gonna how are you gonna do that? All push at the same time. Yeah, everyone push it together. Yeah. Maeve in the middle. I think we get a close-up shot of each of your faces as you are preparing to press the detonator. And what's the expression we see on each face? Placid. Keva's eyes are stars. I think Maeve has that, that, uh, the big Maleficent grin. She doesn't grin often, but when she does, it's scary. <laughs> mm. Bangs on display. Yeah. I-, I would say, like, Keva's, like, other than starry-eyed, like, sort of, like, hmm, little smile. You press down on the button, and the sound of the explosion uh, hits you moments before the heat and the force of the shockwave do. You don't stumble. You stand strong as debris, each piece smaller than the last, rains around you and through the park. Yeah, Kevin definitely has made like a lattice to protect us. Excellent. There is a brief lull, and there is just silence. and. I think we see in the camera and that the entire thing, even the plinth, is just completely obliterated, a smoking ruin. It's just a hole in the ground where this 20-foot-tall statue of DeWinton once stood. Do any of your characters look back? Uh, Keva goes ahead and takes a branch. And or does our flag have a pole? You can have a flagpole if you want. Okay, Keva says, can I, can I just go stick it in, in where it was? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so Keva turns around and, you know. We get that shot of you putting the flagpole up and uh, the breeze that has been blowing through the core to cool off the people dancing at their parade now unfurls your flag and it flies over the park as the smoke begins to clear and alarms begin sounding. Probably time to get out of here. I think Keva grabs a couple pieces of the statue, like Berlin Wall-esque, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, word. Hi. Here you are. She gives you a smile and uh, leads the way back to the maintenance shed that you came out of when you when you got here. So I guess you, you go back through the tunnels. Uh, once you get back to that large underground room, uh, you find that it is now completely empty. Uh, once again, dark. All the decorations have disappeared. The only thing that's left behind is the lingering smell of the food that was in this room before. Uh, you make your way up the stairs to the cellar door and look out. And the plaza that was full of revelers is now deserted as well, but not as clean as this room down here. Lots of litter left behind. And you can see that there are little like, well, not little, dog-sized Roombas out starting to clean up in the deserted square. Clearly everybody has gone into lockdown, returned home. The sirens are still blaring. You can hear the distant sounds of footsteps and vehicles and drones beginning to mass in the area. But you're able to make your way back. Uh, Yolo meets you at the entrance to the series of tunnels and says, we won't be able to come back this way again, but I think you left them a pretty good message. Yeah, I I think so too. I always enjoy being gracious to my host. He nods. I never liked that guy. Let's get out of here. Cameron follows. All right. We're back at the hiding spot. And as you are there, you can see that the express 
has been packed up. Like all the tents and stuff that were out around it have been moved back inside the ship. The probable cause has a ramp down and you see your other characters are gathering inside of it. Uh, Haros has been moved into there as well, I assume. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to say that uh, Keva, I guess, took a piece of cake and um, brings it over and is like, um, TD, I don't, I don't know how, if you can like freeze this or, or like, you know, keep it cool for Haros whenever she wakes up, you know. Sort of like her birthday too, I guess. In a way. Yeah. How did Haros know about our birthday? <laughs> Haros didn't know about your birthday. Okay. That wasn't what their coming meant. Mm. Spoilers. Okay. Darn it. Uh, but but Keva, I, I want to try to actually. This this is a weird a whim that just took me about Keva trying to psychically connect with Harrow's. Uh, this can go one way. <laughs> is that something you think Keva would do, given what's happened in the past when she's done these things? Oh yeah, no, that is terrifying. But I'm I'm thinking about it. Like, and is that something you think CD and Emrin would also be okay with? Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't kind of like stakeholders. I'm not saying no. I'm just asking. To yeah. Reflect on what the players and characters are comfortable with. I was just thinking that it wasn't like a full connection. Like the way I imagine the way Keva connects to people, I would say like brain like would be a full connection. But like connecting like say at the like at a different spot might be more like a less intense if that makes sense okay that's something to think about i think maybe think about that before yeah yeah we, we can flash back to it if we need to okay speaking um, of flashback yeah it didn't occur to me to ask me uh, ask this but did i sense any bugs in the core um oh yes yo. yes you did I'm, I'm glad they're there like they're they're not as big as my bugs but at least they're there they didn't just regular size bugs they didn't follow you home different bugs Mm. there's a whole like ecosystem that is maintained at the expense of everyone else on the station and everybody on the habitat that exists in the core there okay yeah i think mp is on the ramp of the express and he says so uh how was the party it was a blast <laughs> you beat me you beat me to it and i'm really upset about it <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> We, we said it in tandem. Everyone was about to say it, and then Maeve was way faster. <laughs> yeah, you literally, literally, class. I I enjoyed the cake and the cheese. Oh wow, that sounds that sounds nice. Uh, but uh, we 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 do have to we do have to go. Yeah, it's time uh, to leave. Paris wasn't lying when she said they're coming, uh, and there are uh, a lot of them. Let me specify. Well, uh. Most of the resistance's active forces are on their way here, and they don't seem happy. I think they're hoping to capture you again. Okay. Also, uh, in related news, uh, there's a big statue that blew up in the core. You hear anything about that? Oh, yeah, that was a birthday that, present. That, yeah, that oh. was that was the blast. That, yeah. The uh, and he's like the blast. Oh, yeah, blast. Okay, I get, it, I get, it, I get it, I get it. All right, let's go. Yeah, it's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, here's a souvenir. Kevin says and, and gives MP a piece. He looks at it and says, Thank you. I've always wanted some masonry. No, it's it's from the statue. <laughs> uh oh. I okay. Thank you. And he puts <laughs> it into a, a container on his side, his body. I appreciate that uh, that you thought about me. I I'm just kind of giving them to everyone who's important. Well, 
uh, it's very nice that you consider me important. Yeah, for sure. It's it's like like someone goes to your birthday parties, then you give them goodie bags. I've heard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's all the rage when I was a kid. You know, you would invite your entire class, and like you didn't even like most of them, but you had to invite them anyway. It's just oh boy, birthday parties. Something else. That's what today was like. It was something else. The express is starting to power up around you. Right. Any idea where we're moving to? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going outside. You mean space again? For parlay? Well, you remember how that person you talked to, that quag guy, said that there yeah. was a group of them in the fleet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, they've split off from the main fleet, and we're going to go and meet them. Assuming you're oh, okay with is... it, of course. Oh, yeah, I would love uh, that. I mean, I'd love to meet them. It's just space is scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why people don't live there. Well, apparently a lot of people well, live there. The fleet people yeah. live in space. Well, no, not in I... space. I mean, they live inside things in space. Okay, yeah. Well, I, yeah. No, it's just the last time we went out into space, it was it was really um, traumatic. Oh. Well, we don't have to go. Remember it's when... just that's the best place to hide right now. No, oh, I just... Zonin kept opening his suit. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> MP pauses and looks at the rest of you and says, you know, you know, you shouldn't do that, right? Yeah, he exposed himself to vacuum about three different times, I think. You don't. Please don't. I mean, he's alive, you know. Yeah, I know, but it's, it's just it. Okay, let let's. Are we okay to go? Yeah, please. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Let's just, let's just, let's go now. Just as the stay inside the ship. Yeah, it probably helped. Uh, you probably still at least one of you needs to be on the bridge to hear this thing. Yeah, we'll do it. Okay. You go and you assume your seat, the uh, captain's seat in the uh, the bridge of the express, and the ship lifts off, and you have to fly very carefully through some tunnels that are clearly not designed to have a ship flown through them, but you gradually make your way around, and you hear a hiss as the life support comes on in the express, and you can feel the express's eagerness to move, to go, to be out, and to be free again. As you come to the edge of a tunnel, it's not an opening to the tunnel. It's not an exit to the tunnel. It's simply a gaping hole in the side of the hull. As you come to the edge of the desolation here on the station, where the auditor exploded, and you make your way out of there to find that you are in an unfamiliar part of the station, or an unfamiliar part of the habitat. And across from you, there is a mountain that stretches seemingly out of the side of the wall, of the inner wall of the station. It's not a mountain jutting up or a mountain jutting down. It's a mountain jutting towards you from the horizon. And MP points towards it and says, and that, the dock. And the express's engines power up and with his lights off, flies over in that direction. And I think we will leave off as we make our way back into outer space. Awesome. Yay. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, everybody, on this special birthday episode. I want to acknowledge here that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Keitsi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. I am Matt. My pronouns are he, him. You can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. I have been joined today by Velvet. Howdy, y'all. I've been Velvet. Uh, Thank you for sticking around. Once again, uh, 
this session I've played the Mother of Monsters, Maze, who is also she, her. You can find me elsewhere on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. And we're joined by Michael Blood. All right. Goodbye, everybody. It's been me, Michael Blood. Uh, they, them. I've been playing Emran Pak this episode. Uh, he, him. And I'm looking forward to meeting more weird space aliens. Aliens. And finally, we are joined by Speakers. Hi, everyone. Speak Speakers, also known as Be a Space Cat. I played Keva Jarma this episode, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, more space squids again. Maybe we'll find them. Seeing. Not fighting. Just, just seeing. I'll fight. Well, we'll find out next time. So until then, all the best. All the best. All the best. Space squids. Space squids. Good night. Bye-bye. Space squids. Auf Wiedersehen. Gesundheit. Space squids. <laughs>